This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, Andy Johnson. Today, we are looking at a strategy, a powerful strategy that I use called the language experience approach, or sometimes language experience activities. This is a strategy I use with beginning level readers. Students dictate an experience or a story to the teacher. The teacher then records what the student says. Now, I strongly recommend that you use this activity with each intervention session for two reasons. First, on an interpersonal level, language experience activities enable you to make personal connections with your students. You can find out what's going on in their lives, as well as what they find interesting or significant. It also creates conversation around these events. This enhances your ability to relate to your students. Relationships are important in any kind of teaching, but especially so when you're dealing with struggling readers, as self-efficacy and motivation are often low with this group. The second reason why language experience activities should be used they enable students to practice reading using words that are in their lexicon as well as their experience and ideas. This makes learning to read easier. Analytic phonics is then done in the context of their words and their experiences. They can develop these letter-sound relationships with familiar words and experiences. Now, I'm going to tell you exactly how it's done, but language experience activities can be done with large groups, small group pairs, or individual students. Here are the steps. Step one, ask students to describe an experience. You might say, what do you want to say today? And then you would write down exactly what was said. For example, if the class took a field trip to the zoo, you might say, hmm, we went, we took a trip to the zoo yesterday. What should we say about that? Or a student might say something like, we went on a bus and it was a long trip and it was really, really fun and we had lots of candy. That's how younger students sometimes talk. So, when they have these long, drawn-out sentences, you often need to paraphrase or break up their long sentences into two or three short sentences. This makes it easier for them to read and thus more likely that the students will be successful. So here I would write something like, we went on the bus, period. It was a long trip, period. We had lots of candy, period. You can then ask, what else do you want to say? Notice how I broke up that one long rambling sentence into three shorter sentences. So students sometimes don't naturally know what to say, especially if they're not asked what they want to say or write. So we have some simple prompts. You might say, what did you do yesterday? What did you do after school? What are you going to do this weekend? What's something interesting that happened? Tell me about something you'd like to do. What do you want to say today? What should we write about today? So you're asking questions. Now, I always let students know that I'll be looking for a minimum number of sentences. With severely struggling readers or early readers, I usually say, we're going to try to get two or three sentences today. 
All right. Sometimes it's two. Sometimes it's three. Students are not standardized products. Adopt and adapt. With older readers, I usually use a four or five sentence minimum. These language experience entries, we call them stories, should always be put in paragraph form versus list form. So you're asking them for two or three sentences, but put it in paragraph form because that reflects the type of reading they'll encounter in the real world. Also, if students say something that is grammatically incorrect, what do you do? You simply include the correct version as you write. You use cognitive modeling, thinking out loud, to teach writing mechanics such as punctuation, indentations, and capitalizations. These are very powerful ways to teach these skills directly and explicitly in the context in which they are used. Direct instruction, teaching it directly in the context in which it is used. So the first step was write. Step number two is read what they have written. Now we use scaffolded oral reading here to read the stories with students. Scaffolded oral readings is a technique that enables students to successfully engage with text that it is a little that is a little above their independent reading level. This is a variation of the neurological impress method. Here both you and the student read the text aloud together. You're acting as a scaffold, but you're reading just a millisecond ahead of the student in order to maintain a steady and comfortable pace as you're reading. If the student pauses or stumbles, you keep reading. Do not stop to let the student sound out the word. So the student then learns to rely on your voice to act as a scaffold to identify words during the process of reading. So using scaffolded oral reading, you read using a quiet voice, providing just enough support to keep the pace moving. You point to the words as you are reading. If the student seems to be reading fluently, of course, you kind of step out or provide less scaffolding by sounding out maybe just the beginning parts of some words. Some parts you might drop completely out. The goal is to act as a scaffold to enable students to read at a reasonable pace without frustrating them or having to stop to figure out what the words are. This also allows students to enjoy reading the book or story while lessening the cognitive demands on working memory used to identify words. Now, in pairs or small group, this becomes a form of choral reading. Just like scaffolded oral reading that is done individually, you point to the words as they are being read, and you keep the pace moving. You'll find that scaffolded oral reading is effective with many other activities in a meaning-based intervention or instruction for reading. So, step one, write. Step two, read. Step three, develop fluency. Here, the student or students reread the passage independently until fluency is achieved. This usually takes two to no more than three readings. All right, write, read, fluency. Step four, analytic phonics. 
Analytic phonics is used to teach and reinforce letter sounds and letter sound patterns. Here you ask students to identify and read aloud words that contain target letter sounds or patterns. For example, you might say, there's a word in the first line that ends in the D sound. What is that word? Or find the word in the second line that ends with the ch, -ch sound. What is the same about bat and tub? B. All right. These kinds of things invite the students to analyze letter patterns and to listen and put letter pattern sounds together. Analytic phonics. And so we've got step one, right? Step two, read. Step three, develop fluency. Step four, analytic phonics. Step five, what do you think step five will be? Date and store. I like to use a word processor with this. So you date and store these stories so you can use them for reading practice on later days. And it's always fun. Students enjoy looking back to see what they were thinking and experiencing at different times of the year. Now, when I do this, if I'm doing it every day, if I'm working with a student, on Fridays, we do lookbacks, meaning we go and reread entries from Monday through Thursday. But adopt and adapt. You will find ways that work best for you. All right, a couple tips. First of all, students, tip number one, students should be able to see the words forming as you're writing them. So if you're working with groups, use a smart board or projector where they can see everything. See the words clearly as the words are being formed. You can use a poster with this, but it doesn't work quite as well. Now, when I'm doing language experience with individuals or pairs, I use a uh, computer monitor and I turn the monitor so that it's directly facing the students. So if I have a keyboard, then I put that in my lap so it doesn't interfere. And also, increase the font size to 24 points or larger, you know, depending on the age and the level of your students, so it's easy to see. And I use 1.5 or 2.5 spa uh, inch spacing so that the words are easily seen. All right, language experience approach or language experience activities, powerful strategy to use uh, with reading interventions or instruction, adopt and adapt as you see fit.